0: Smart Counsel is a joint production of Multnomah University, Alternative Behavioral Therapy, and New Pattern Counseling. Joshua Moore is a counselor at Alternative Behavioral Therapy in Vancouver, Washington, who specializes in neurofeedback and trauma. Reese Pasimio is a counselor at New Pattern Counseling in Gresham, Oregon, who specializes in addictions, sexuality, gender, and spirituality. Thanks for listening and for joining the conversation. Welcome to Smart Council. Everything you ever wanted to know about telehealth and online counseling. Well, almost everything. Uh, Smart Counsel offers perspectives and resources for providers and students on spirituality, mental health, addictions, relationships, and trauma. I'm Reese Basimio.
1: I'm Joshua Moore.
0: And we are very delighted to welcome into the Counseling House tonight, Robin Clark.
2: Thank you so much. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks. I'm glad to be here.
0: I'm glad you're here too. Yeah, thanks. Uh, So, icebreaker, because we like these. But what is everyone reading lately before we get into talking about serious stuff?
2: Always a good question. Uh, Would you like to go first, Robin, or do you want me to go first? um, I can go first. All right. I am reading The Courage to Feel.
1: Oh, that's good. By
2: Andrew Siebert. Have you Uh read it?
1: I have not read it, but I've heard of it.
2: Yes. It's a great book, you know, just on how to deal with emotions. What are they? Why are they important? And I do like to do that type Mm -hmm. of work with my clients. So that's, you know, something that I'm doing, kind of reading that. Um, I'm reading, I'm going back in the day, James Mishner. This is, you know, just for a fun book. It's just fiction. um, The Source. Kind of with, you know, ancient peoples Mm -hmm. and taking place in Israel. Have you read it? No. Mm. And different religions. And it's, I've just kind of gotten back into it i read it a long time ago and i'm getting back into it it's very interesting
0: that sounds really fun i almost wonder if it's like a precursor to like the da vinci theory the, the da vinci code but maybe better than the da vinci code or yeah it was written
2: a long time ago this i mean he was a writer this was written like in 1964 okay well, so not too long after israel you know was formed fascinated yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah there's just a lot of interesting dynamics with the different i can only
0: regions. imagine wow yeah, yeah. So sounds I'm great that. i'm glad to hear that there's a balance of uh clinical reading and fun reading yeah but it seems, like it seems like to, healthy <laughs>
2: thank you i try and have a number of books going on at the same time right
0: yeah one for the backpack one for the bathroom one for the couch right. <laughs> so. so true cool Uh, so I have finally gotten my act together and started reading The Body Keeps the Score by by Sir Bessel. Uh, Good, good, good. So, and it is thus far meeting all of my expectations and, um, I'm like a hundred pages into it. So you like it. You're good. good. I I like it. It is indeed as good as I thought it would be and better. So, um... Yeah, these these scholars who are also storytellers they they resonate with the writer in me and I I really appreciate it. Yeah, um, I wonder if I could make it like the required reading for
1: my elective in G- January. I, I would go for oh, it. I don't know so, I mean, emerging modalities at Multnomah University for sure. Uh, I don't know that that might cover it. I have yeah. to I have to thumb through it and see if it actually covers the topics well enough or not. Well, at the last <laughs> module
0: at the last ESAP module was that the uh, Dr. Kevin Skinner he was lecturing a lot on trauma and uh-huh. t- referencing. Bessel van der Kolk, body keeps the score a whole bunch of things and right. his thought was that every counselor should be required to read this yeah. book and, I'm, and that's where i'm not disagreeing by any means I, I know as i've been wanting to learn more about body work and how to engage the whole body and like right. actually mm-hmm. like help people through things i'm thinking like yeah we need to do more than talk so i'm excited yeah. to learn sure, right sure. <laughs> love it absolutely love it yeah
1: so. Uh, yeah, so I, I've uh, just kind of finished Thumbing Through Brain Lock, which is a book for OCD. Um, I didn't really give it a thorough reading this time around. I just I just read it through quickly to see uh, if I could use pieces of it uh, for a particular case. Um, you know, I do highly recommend it for people who want to work with OCD or do currently work mm-hmm. with OCD. Uh, it's a very good book that goes into some of the neuroanatomy of it and, and what oh, we can learn about that and what kind of, you know, uh, interventions are successful. And then I... The next book I'm uh, picking up, which I, I just picked up today, is the Gulag Archipelic. Uh, oh.
0: <laughs> so, by Alexander Solzhenitsyn? Uh, yes. <laughs> Sweet! Okay!
1: Yeah, I think that one's going to be... Um, there's no chance of me finishing it by next week. Yeah, there's week. some <laughs> hardcore
2: reading there. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think if I sat down and read it straight, it might take me like 100 hours. Um, that's not going to happen. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm not sure what I'm expecting from that, except uh, I've been doing a lot of more classical reading um i have no idea why but i've been enjoying it quite a bit well you have done it again and gone inspired me to read (laughs) more smart things that is inspiring (laughs) i'm bowing down (laughs) i don't know if that's the case i haven't read it yet okay we're just just barely started okay so maybe i'll tell you if i'm inspired or not by the end and i i am uncertain what the outcome is going to be so all right well sounds good
0: well, now that we've established that we're all human and we do have lives. Yep. <laughs> um, so again, Rob and Clark, thank you for coming and hanging out with us for the evening. Before we get into talking about what you do, well, I guess we're getting into that now. Tell me a little bit about who you are as a clinician. What's your corner of the counseling world? What do you do? How did you get there?
2: Yes. Well, I see people and primarily I'm working with them to give them confidence to live their lives with peace and joy. And that's in a nutshell. Basically, I work with people who are experiencing anxiety, depression, stressed out lives, a lot of perfectionistic um, codependency types of things too. You know, a lot of it is they're trying to make people happy around them. They just never feel they're good enough. And they're doing all these things, you know, to have people like them, but they're realizing it's not working. They're ending up feeling angry and resentful and they're wondering why. And they're losing Mm. themselves because they're not being true to who they are. They have no idea who they are. And so, of course, you're going to be having kind of this very, you know, anxiety and depressed type of place when you're just really not even having the freedom to be yourself. So that's kind of in a nutshell the typical place where they come to me and so I like to use a five-pronged approach
1: mm-hmm.
2: kind of delving into the emotional work which is what I you know when I why I'm reading that book that I mentioned because uh-huh. um, a lot of times they come and they don't even know what an emotion is and so in trying to understand who they are you know kind of doing that sort of a, a place cognitive work what is it that they're thinking you know reframing some Ineffective types of thoughts and beliefs working on that do a lot of boundaries work, you know particularly like as you know with the codependency types of of place there's just this boundarylessness, and so you know getting getting that back for them um I'm using my fingers to okay the fourth stress coping skills, you know, just to kind of deal with life, yeah. Um, kind of a good foundational place. And the fifth one is just giving them some really practical communication types of interpersonal um, skills, how to relate, how to have a voice so that they can speak up and be who they are. You know, that that sort of piece is huge if you're really afraid to even make waves yeah, or yeah. have any discussion with anybody so you, just, you have
1: like that. five principles five you those know.
2: five core areas yeah that's that's kind of what i what i'm working with yeah and um yes
0: i like the sound of those because they they're dealing with like the holistic person it's very holistic who they approach. are inside of themselves how they relate to themselves mm-hmm. how they relate to their environments and their worlds and um, yeah, and I'm particularly noting like the, the boundarylessness that you talk about yes. and working with that because it seems like that would cause a lot of dysfunctions in relationships. And um, it's and re- I know we were talking a bit about your work with codependency, which mm-hmm. is uh, I hear that as a counterpart to a lot of the work that I do with addictions. Yes. As um, often people with addictions either are codependent themselves or have codependent people in their lives. For sure, and they do this awful dance together. So.
2: Yeah, it's really true. You know, people think that they're trying to help, but are they really? Um, it, not always, depending on, you know, what what's going on and um, just how they're, if they're enabling, for example, well, then that isn't helping anybody.
0: It's not helping. Well,
1: I, I, have, I have, at least uh, I had the experience of noticing that they, they don't seem to even realize the d- dynamic that they've played into. Right. Uh, maybe most of them didn't even know there was a different option.
2: Well, Exactly. They know something isn't working,
1: you mm-hmm. know,
2: in their lives, and what is it? So we kind of delve and try and, you know, help them see that. Yeah. Um, yes. So, so it's,
1: yeah. I I have like actually a lot of questions oh, okay. already, but I but I want to make sure we we get to the the, the uh, well the aspect of the the telehealth piece. For sure. You and because because I, I actually do have like six or seven questions. I'm okay. like maybe I'll hold those. Maybe I, maybe. <laughs> but you do something that's a little different in that you have services that are available. Um, online is that correct
2: yes yes the yeah. online counseling that i offer mm-hmm. um it's really it's a wonderful thing you know yeah. it's just this win-win place because for the clients it's easier you yes. know if transportation um you know maybe the car breaks down or yeah. you know moms it's hard to get child care so it could
1: be like supplementary where it's like i don't have a sitter i can't go don't worry there's there's something exactly. for that or or, or uh, and one and I, there's a lot of things that I have about that. Like maybe even more questions because you can market to the whole state, can't well, you? Well, like, you, like <laughs> when I say win-win, the yeah, win
2: for the yeah. Know, the therapy- is you can have this broader base of where your right. clients—it's like the whole state—and right. actually, in terms of from a client, that's even better because they can pick a therapist in the well, whole state.
1: In Vancouver, let's say I decide I want a male therapist mm-hmm. who takes, you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, and can do, you know, this kind of therapy. And I—I I run into Psychology Today, and bam, I get two options. Well, what yeah. do I do if I don't like them? Yeah. And and the idea is that I mean, this is my imagination, is that. That if we can resolve appropriately and this is where I'll have lots of questions, if mm-hmm. we can resolve the downsides of having it be telehealth. Right. Whatever those are and whatever measures are taken, which we'll talk about, yeah. <laughs> um, the pool becomes huge. The pool can yeah. really huge. <laughs> or I'm thinking that can be a good thing for the consumer.
2: Well, exactly. It can be a great thing for the consumer. For the client, they can find somebody they feel that they, you know, connect with and click with, which of course is, you know, huge. Yeah. Everybody wants to meet with a therapist that they feel that understands them, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, yeah. one piece too.
1: And you know, there's a lot of students and perspective, you know, people wanting to specialize. Uh, that right. there's a lot of people listening who might be choosing this podcast because they're really, really curious. What are the pros? What are the yeah, cons? Well, how would sure, I do it? That you know, for
2: sure is a pro if you for sure have a very, um, you know, unique type of a specialty mm-hmm. or niche. You know, a niche market. Um, so to speak, you know, i mm-hmm. sure that
1: can be an advantage because okay. you can find that.
0: Yeah, or, or I'm thinking like you, I mean Josh, you've talked about wishing you could refer clients to me, but we're across literally, oh, literally yeah. across the river in different yeah. states. No, but I, if yeah, I yeah, you're could, in a
1: different state, and and no. you're you're in Gresham, and it's right. just it's just like I don't have a lot of people. But in that if I could get yeah. licensed
0: in your state and did telehealth, then potentially that could happen, which like could be cool. It's
1: not actually that hard. At least we'll yeah. figure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> figure out. Let's figure out. So for right? so
0: for uh, so for the sake of discussion, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump briefly yeah, into please. the role of the like this the the skeptic and the cons, which. Uh, for so disclaimer so I'm, I'm not an entire skeptic about this I'm actually really intrigued and think it could be kind of cool but having been a skeptic of this before and since we need somebody to take that role I'll take that role of <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> punching <laughs> holes so telehealth has a lot of options there's there's a lot of great things that we've just uh, expanded mm-hmm. upon so I know part of the part of the pushback uh, and in, it's similar to in counseling programs in the counseling program that, that I've worked with we've had some discussions about well, what if we had classes online and did some of our education online? And the pushback has always been, well, there's such in this this really strong, powerful reality of having two people physically in the room together that you'd miss if it was online. And and I've heard that as pushback toward telehealth counseling as well as like, well, like think of all like the the in the room energy you miss out with the person online or there's. The, the, the idea is that there's something that happens physically in the room with a person that gets stripped away doing it online. Um, and so what would you, how do you navigate that or what would you say to that?
2: Well, you know, it's interesting because I'm thinking of with the clients that I work with, um, I've been really surprised the, the level of therapeutic work that I've been able to achieve with them. It's, it's, it's been really cool. Um, you know, in terms of clients feeling free to really share, um, if they're wanting to cry or express themselves, you know, that way with, with tears. That's been able to happen, um, you know. I, I mean, I will say that it's not for everyone. I want to be upfront. I don't think that, you know, everyone maybe thinks that, you know, it's it may not be for everyone, in other words. And so I want to give everyone the freedom um, for sure to understand that having said that, I always tell my clients, you know, well, let's try it and see, see yeah. what you think. And they've yeah. been surprised and I've been surprised too, because you can develop a relationship, you know, over, over the, I mean, through the video. Yeah, It's, it's kind of surprising. So, but it's different, but it's still very powerful.
1: Yeah. Are, are we at a point technologically where we're not running into technical issues? Um, would you say from, from your experience?
2: Um, well, it does require that you have a good internet connection. Okay. So I like to say, can you stream Netflix? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes,
1: you're good. Okay. You're <laughs> right. good, you
2: know? And so it's typically like, that's because, a great standard.
1: Like everyone's right? like, I can relate to that standard or not, Everyone you know? Great. Standard, <laughs> you no, know? no buffering. We don't like buffering. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> so from that standpoint, you know, if you don't, have good internet connection well then that isn't going to work
1: and there's hipaa compliant services available there's hipaa compliant Mm
2: -hmm. services for sure i use a software um hipaa compliant Mm -hmm. doxy.me okay awesome um, video conferencing software yeah they have a free version you can pay and they have different you know um like i pay for the next version up Mm -hmm. it's called the professional version because i like to transfer files to my clients oh yeah you know talking about something that you know any education or anything that they want to you know i just do that
1: they have but, uh, avenues for like electronic signatures sorry i'm the technical guy i care about this yeah stuff. oh i
2: know <laughs> well they are in the process of getting that okay, okay. that particular yeah. company mm-hmm. um yeah There's Uh, a lot of DocuSign, DocuSign is a company, Mm -hmm. or there's other, you know, places, you can also get a platform that includes everything. So like iTherapy is the name of one that has, you know, the HIPAA compliant video conferencing software, the scheduling, emailing, they have got a directory, they've got notes, you know, so that's like a monthly fee, it has basically everything that you would want. So that's, you know, one option. I think I'm going
1: to refer some people to you. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, no, or. <laughs> just,
1: I just pop it in my head like, oh, that person, that person. Oh, yeah, that one too. Yeah, there's that. <laughs>
2: or if you want to just do it piecemeal approach. Okay. You can totally do that. You know, like if you have your own website already. Right. You don't have to use, you know, what they offer okay. you, you. have your own
0: so I want to do some reflective listening in here because so, okay. and I appreciate Josh, yep. you bringing up the technical questions. Yeah, for, because so people, yeah, no, really, I, I'm you know, asking that's the it. questions
1: that I'm curious about because I'm a right. technical guy. Well, like, for, <laughs> and so for someone like me
0: who's very not technical, like part of where my hesitation with telehealth has been is like I'm overwhelmed by the technological aspect of it and yeah. like all this like online navigating the online HIPAA everything. So, uh, so sounding like so there are um, pre-built HIPAA compliant um, uh, forums, not only to host your website, but mm-hmm. also to, to have the have the conference call with the secure video, secure audio, Correct. secure document transfer, secure DocuSign. Uh, you're talking about one that allows you to also have your notes online as well.
2: Um, well, the iTherapy therapy has everything. Okay. You know, if you want to do that, or I think you can have, like I don't use them, so I'm not entirely sure, sure if you can do less than everything, but I think you can. Or if you want to just piecemeal stuff, you know, like if you want to use Theranest and you want to have your own website and you want to have your own video conferencing software and you want to have your own, um, scheduling, you know?
0: Yeah. And so for, so I I therapy, the site would be secure. Do you also need your own like secure password protected internet connection also? I mean, I'm assuming Um, you you would. Well, when you
2: go like on doxy.me, that is a secure password to get on. And then the client, what they do is they have a password that they, you know, type in just to get into the waiting room, so to speak. Okay. And then, so they're on like a laptop typically or a desktop or you can be on a tablet or even a phone.
1: The virtual lobby. It is a
2: virtual (laughs) lobby. You know, if you have clients (laughs) um, that another advantage is people that don't want to leave work. If you're in a private office... You know, you can just—you don't have to take off work.
1: Wow. Okay.
2: Yeah, on your lunch break, on your laptop. Yeah. So you know, there's that freedom too. And that makes a
1: lot of sense. I, I mean, know. like, I think about like even like going to the gym, and I'm like, like, well, I think I'll, I'll like, I'll like contract to have a, a shower put in here and a small gym put in the back of my building. Like, I'm actually working on that because I'm like, it's just too hard to go across town. I know. And it's like, with was the like traffic <laughs> too, Would it be different right? if I was seeing a counselor? Probably not. You don't know, think like, I have the same concern? Yeah. Um, that makes sense. It's you true. Know? Yeah,
2: so you can do that. And so um, it's, you know, basically, you you would want to make sure that you check with your state board, your licensing board Mm, about what the legalities are. Um, I practice in the state of Washington. So in Washington, um, if the therapist is licensed in Washington, they can practice anywhere, Mm -hmm. you know, see anyone that's in Washington who lives in Washington. So the client needs to live in Washington and i'm in washington so i can't speak for oregon what that is because i don't know their laws we'd have to check
0: but but i know that's a question that's come up or i've seen that come up like yeah you know someone's like yeah like can i in oregon you know counsel someone in massachusetts or something typically Um, not typically not not. you'd have to be licensed in the state where the client lives and and i was kind
1: of thinking about that and it kind of dawned on me is that why sports teams have chaplains like are they mm-hmm. trying to fill some sort of like psycho psychology or or gap by calling it chaplaincy because they travel all over the you know oh, the United States? And oh, I just right. thought about that like they don't they can't travel with therapists they just can't do it they, but they all have chaplains well, that's and they're a not good necessarily portion. spiritual no <laughs> you know? right? but they need <laughs> to have somebody
0: to talk to somebody to process right. yeah, exactly. yeah
1: the legality yeah and I, just, of it. I just thought yeah. about yeah. yesterday yeah. you know yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so we've talked a little bit about HIPAA concerns and making sure everything's secure yeah. and you know, password protected and, and everything. Right, right. Um, what are some of the uh, not specifically HIPAA, but legal and ethical uh, considerations in this sort of in this sort of work?
2: Right. Well, one of them is, um, you know, to make sure that you have a private place. So it's not like I'm going to be at Starbucks, you know, on my laptop counseling Something <laughs> It needs to be said. <laughs> <You>
1: know,
2: <laughs> there needs to be that still ethical standard of confidentiality. So, you know, I'm in my house, but it's with a closed door. I have Maybe a Maybe even a locked door.
1: Yeah, Some, Something like a clinical office. It has to right. be like that. Yeah, right. You can't you know, have your kids like running in. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> no. And for them
2: too, you know, I say, do you have a private place? So if yeah. it's somebody at work are you in an office, you know, with a door, um, you know, or can you be in a room with a door? Yes. In other words, you're not having, um, kids or friends wander through. It's not like in the family room, Yeah, <laughs> right. you know, that kind yeah. of thing.
0: Which you're- on the one hand seems maybe a little risky saying, I'm putting this in the client's hands, but then also maybe empowering saying, Hey, I'm giving you clients some ownership in creating your own safe space. And I mean that maybe there could be some sure. therapeutic value there too.
2: Well, yeah and ethically too you want to you know have their address so that you know if anything were to happen
0: yep um right
2: but you would have you know you would have their address from yeah you know, if you were seeing them in person to,
0: well no that was an interesting i mean before we were recording we were talking about this like what would happen if um you were working with a client who was was suicidal or yeah. became suicidal or you know like you had said what if they like ran out of the room to go you know harm, harm themselves and and I know that was one of my initial concerns mm-hmm. is like, well, like they're, they're in another city. They're, you know, miles and miles away. Well, like, what would I do? But then you talked about, well, you'd probably do what you do anyway. I mean, you'd call the police. <laughs> right. we call the police. <laughs> yeah. we call
2: their loved ones. You know, um, it might be up to the individual therapist if they want to do that, you know, yeah. online with, you know, suicidality. I personally would not feel comfortable doing that. And so I don't. Um, I have a screening process where in general, part of the consultation that I offer is to see if we would be a good fit together. Mm -hmm. So if not, then I will refer out. And, you know, part of that is if, you know, they are suicidal or have suicidal ideation, then I would refer them to somebody else. But, um, yeah, so that might be a pause, you know, for somebody for, as a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of online work.
1: So, you I mean, would it be different if you sell them in person or is like the well, like same kind of rules or principles?
2: Probably not. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, okay. You know, mm-hmm. this is what kind of the debate I've heard both sides. You okay. know, some people say, no, I don't want to, you know, take that type of client. And others are, well, what would be different? So, I think that's something to really I think about, like, to wrestle through yourself.
1: <laughs> you know, like, like, I don't know, people that are just out. In a in a place where there just isn't a lot going on out there, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, they could be they could be you know I don't know from Vernonia or something. You mm-hmm, know, like mm-hmm. there just might not be much out there. Um, right. You know, I don't know maybe you know, maybe Vernonia has a lot of therapists for all I know, but I assume there are little places like that that don't. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That telehealth might be uh, their only option. Well, for um, sure, mm-hmm. rural
2: areas, um, you know, hard to to get yeah. into town for whatever reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, there's that. Um, you're asking about the ethical things. I'm trying to think. You know, you probably would maybe want to take a course or um the Zur Institute, Z U R. They offer courses. Um, I learned from, interestingly enough, a Facebook community. Okay. You know, and she exclusively is online. Mm-hmm. Um psychologist that has a Facebook community the online therapist group is what the name of it is and she has a lot of trainings and it's totally free wow um, and so you know you can educate yourself there's a number of different courses and things so you might want to do that
0: well okay. and those learn are how to do it and those are courses specifically about how to set up the how to set up okay.
2: everything what's involved how to set up you know the informed consent um, you know, it's basically pretty easy really, because mm-hmm. if you have what we talked about, like a laptop, a desktop, um, and those have, you know like a laptop has a microphone. You know? yeah,
0: yeah, it does. You now, could get a better one. I,
2: yeah, I actually did get a um, little camera, you know, a logitech HD type of a camera. Mm-hmm. Just because I wanted a little bit of better experience for my client, because my laptop's really old and the picture kind of <laughs> is not that good. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you have more current um hardware, it's yeah. probably fine. So I I did want a little bit of better audio and yeah. visual for them. But
1: do you do you, really you feel like mean, it's uh necessary helpful or not to have a little bit more of an intentional setup. Like, do you choose what's behind you? Do I you, do. Do you have a backdrop? So you so you you put a little bit. That's that's, a fa- that's fascinating to me. Like, like, tell me more about that because well, that's what all right. I want to do. I
2: actually, <laughs> I guess, because I'm more of a private person, yeah. and it's in my home, I put a screen up.
1: Yeah, that and makes I
2: don't sense. Everyone really seeing in my house. <laughs> sure, yeah, that way. totally makes sense. Maybe, Maybe like, like, so are weird, you against like a black
1: wall or a blank wall, or do you do you have? Like, well, it's a
2: very lovely. It's just a yeah. nice screen. Mm-hmm. It's the same one that I do on my videos for my YouTube okay. mm-hmm. um, channel, but it's a screen. And so it's kind of this Zen type of a look, you know, it's just very pleasing and kind of a neutral. Okay. So it's not distracting. I don't, I didn't want anything that would be really distracting. You sure. Know, like if you've got some busy picture that might work when you're in a room type of setting, but if it's basically... Just from the waist up, you know, you're looking at the video is is a lot closer. I didn't want a whole lot, you know, would kind of be distracting for somebody. So that's just me. But people just do what they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And for the client, you know, they're in their home or whatever. And that, you know, that's totally fine. Uh, But I just kind of wanted for me to do that. But I know that people, um, you know, if it's in an office... Um, their laptops in their office, and they just conduct their sessions there. Yeah.
0: That could work. Mm-hmm. I am curious about uh, going back to the the, the content of the session, okay. uh, and um, I guess still working through this this old kind of diminishing hang-up over like, oh, but I'm not in the room with the person. Okay. Um, what, what have you found are treatment modalities that translate really well to an online context And maybe what are some other treatment modalities that would be maybe more difficult to be as effective Mm -hmm, online? mm
2: -hmm. I have used, okay, you were talking about the body work. I have done guided meditations, you know, in terms of, okay, so let's start to connect with where are you feeling it in your body and so kind of, you know, where what sensations are in your head, moving down you know, to your jaw, shoulders, all of this. And so those types of guided meditations have gone great. Clients have loved that. That has worked.
0: Which sort of makes sense. I mean, if there's mindfulness apps that people are listening to online anyway, exactly. I mean...
2: Here it's even, you know, more so because you've got the video piece too. They right. feel That connection with you, especially if you already have a relationship with them, there's going to be more trust. And so to, to do that has worked. I do, um, some art therapy types of things too. Mm. And I initially, that was kind of, I was wondering how that would work, but actually that has gone great. Wow. So it would be about that. I would just let the client know, you know, before session, just have, you know, a piece of paper and some crayons. We're going to do some some work, some emotion-focused type of work. And I've been surprised and they've been surprised how powerful that's been. You know, talk therapy, of course, you know. The, we, that's, we talk. <laughs> it's nice. I use a number of objects kind yeah. of to access emotions, and I sort of wondered how that would be, but I would hold them up, and they would then have a response emotionally, and then we would talk about that what that would bring up for them. And that was very effective and they thoroughly enjoyed it. So I would have to say that in terms of the modalities that I use, I've been able to translate everything with the same amount of,
1: I, uh, uh, I, I happened uh, to this weekend, see, uh, uh, a telehealth ad for an EMDR service. Yeah, the EMDR. Where it was like you 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 subscribe to this service or whatever, and then you can control the eye movements on their monitor, which mm-hmm. can apparently overlay on your your video chat. Or, oh, interesting! And then they have headphones where you can do the audio beeps, etc. Is supposedly that you can use it in telehealth? Yeah, yeah.
2: I know people that use EMDR. I do yep. not use EMDR. Sure. Mm-hmm but I know people that have had great success with it and then yeah. I know other people that it's kind of controversial and they wouldn't want to use it so I think that's just there again it depends yeah. on the therapist it right. depends on the comfort level that they have with doing it depends on the client if they would be comfortable so there's a lot of a lot of things you know right. that go into right.
1: this yeah. and you, you can weigh the pros and cons but I think, I think what the biggest sell for me and mm-hmm. I've, I've mentioned this a few times already mm-hmm. but the biggest sell for me is just like sometimes it's between health or nothing. Well, right. yeah, well for sure. right? I mean, when you and put it that like, way. It's like, oh, well, that's a hard sell, you know. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, so me, so I'm I'm actively being converted to this on right. Instagram. Are you? Yeah. Oh. Well, and I think what I'm thinking is, so so in our in our professional setting, it's already a setting that's not really touch-based. So we're not really having physical contact right. with our clients anyway. <laughs> right. We're missing out anyway. the physical contact and, that we don't have. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. There's that, yeah. Um you know, it'd be very hard to sleep with your client online. <laughs> so. Well, that's true. To <laughs> so all the students out there. Yeah, we talked about it again. <laughs> yeah. but reminding the, the students one last right. time, don't sleep with your clients. <laughs> I know,
1: right? <laughs> Just don't
0: do it. One of the other things I'm thinking, though, is one of the most important aspects of the counseling work is this thing uh, where we, the, this attunement phenomenon, mm-hmm. which yeah. it's, Creating for your client this this experience, the feeling felt, and being yeah. able to resonate with what's their internal experience and sure. you know, reading their body language and getting a sense of what's going on in their head. And the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, you can do that over a screen because it's not a We did not, that before we turned the podcast on. We did.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thinking about that for a second. <laughs> I know. Yeah.
0: But but yeah, so I mean I mean I don't need to be like touching you or necessarily in the same space to to empathize and to right. track with what you're thinking and to resonate with your int- internal state. And I mean, that can happen over a screen just as easily.
2: That's been my experience. Yeah. I- I've been surprised, you know, how easy that is. Uh, well, not easy, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. as a clinician, we're trained to do that. And so that just translates over, you know,
1: I yeah. think the, too. The vulnerabilities there. The, right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: exactly. I think a lot of people are becoming um, more comfortable with the whole idea because of things like Skype, FaceTime. You know, we're already communicating as a society a lot more through video. Yeah. And so there's something to be said for, well, a lot of people are already familiar with using that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. They... With their friends, with their loved ones.
0: So the... The, the writer part of me that that loves like sci-fi futuristic novels yeah. is thinking of things like um i don't know like in the the pop novel like Ready Player One like, like the their whole story takes place inside this online forum called the Oasis and it's you know and we were talking about you the know having a book is very good by the way it's a very good book i want to see the movie um yeah. which hopefully that's good too but uh but thinking. think you know, we talked about, you know, having like a virtual lobby, or we talked a little bit about, you know, having can you do groups online and like what would that look like? Mm-hmm, and so there's mm-hmm. there's a part of this that all sounds like kind of like, ooh, fun and exciting and like, you know, one step closer to making Star Trek a reality and like right? it doing is all this online stuff. Well, but yeah. are are you gonna
1: have like in the next ten years, you know, two or three cameras set up and then the clients go into a virtual reality world where you're in a, a desk sitting three dimensionally? talking to them Whoa. like over a headset you oh, know? goodness! It's, it's not it's not undoable right now yeah like it's it's definitely possible it's just not there's no not a market for it yet but it's like well there's a market for some version of telehealth now mm-hmm. um as the technology improves uh will the demand change to something right. that feels more um sci-fi like yeah you know like, right? there's no reason why it wouldn't you know yeah, right. <laughs> wow, in and
2: the future what would it look like yeah
1: and some of that's just fun and
0: exciting to think about
1: um, well, There's some things where we're like, oh, this could happen in the future. And it's also like, well, it's probably going to happen in the next 10 years. That's more in like the inevitable stage. You know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: it's like, we're not doing it, but we probably will. Yeah. <laughs>
2: right. Interesting to think. Right? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. So with that, so, so I have a question that's, sure. I think, more social commentary than okay. talking about like, okay. telehealth. But, but I'm thinking about, so ever since, you know, before we recorded, we were, Ed and we were talking about, could you do groups online? Yes. And we're thinking, mostly well, did I didn't we? even thought yeah,
2: about you that. Can right. do That's good. You can do groups. How? I, I don't do groups. How?
1: No, no, no. I need, I need an explanation for that. Well, you go <laughs> okay. So when
2: you think about um, like businesses, okay. you know, they will have.
1: Uh, they do have the conference. They
2: they have the video conferencing. Okay. You know, when you think of Zoom, okay, Zoom, you can have groups. Mm-hmm. The HIPAA compliant one for Zoom is called Regroup. There, there's. Conferencing software that you can do groups in. I don't know about Doxy.me. They they probably do. It's not typically to do groups. It's not the free versions of all of these. Okay, so like there's, I've mentioned Doxy.me. There's also VC, Mm -hmm. capital V-S-E-E is another one. Regroup is one. And they're coming out all the time with new HIPAA-compliant video conferencing software, which, so I don't even know all of them, but there's a lot because a lot of people want to get on this bandwagon, and so there's a lot yeah. more companies that are coming and, and out. And I, I might not be the only time. one who feels
1: this way, but I feel as though that that would, I'd have to see it, like in order to like. But you've 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 seen this, and you feel like it is a competent. Well, medium. I have not seen. Okay, the okay. Group but oh, gotcha. i know
2: of people that do do and, and groups your experience. on online
1: and your experiences that they they feel really good about that yeah, mo- it, medium it works okay wow i feel
0: yeah. like <laughs> i i feel like i can imagine how it would happen or kind of visualize it especially for people who are already online a lot and are pretty you can visualize me. that i i, think I could. <laughs> i cannot <laughs> yeah which and and so uh, and and that's and i have a mi- and and it's a mixed experience wow. for me and mm-hmm. so this is where like the social commentary comes out yeah. so so i can see okay yeah so i could Get the setup, all the right programs. Yeah. Get you know, you know, six eight people to all log in together, and we could theoretically have a similar sort of discussion and interaction. Um, but then, what what I wonder is, you know, my, you know my put my, my tentative, my, well, my pushback to that would be similar mm-hmm. to. I, you push back that I hear towards social media in general, Mm. where the observation is, oh, communities are shifting from in-person to online, and more people are involved in more virtual communities and less involved with their actual flesh and blood communities actually around them. And I I think there's some questioning about whether or not long-term that's Yeah, legitimate community, healthy community, whether that's. We don't know what it is. Right. And and because in some
1: dimensions it's worse than in some dimensions it's better. Like we, we already acknowledged how it's like, okay, there might be some deficits in attachment, arguably. But you're also seeing an increase in quality because there's more availability. Yes. Sometimes maybe maybe accessibility mm-hmm. versus none, or or even just saying like I have the choice between three therapists or 300. Which I'm yeah. definitely with, a fan of the accessibility. With with mm-hmm. 300 therapists, the chances of you being able to find a good therapist yeah. that that meets your needs are going to be a lot higher. And so, so I what I said is we don't know. Ultimately, we don't know True. because we don't we don't actually know um
0: all the variables yet that's what i mean to suggest right. that that makes <laughs> sense it's still so new yes yeah. there's a lot of unknowns mm-hmm. and and yeah there's it does seem like there's there's a lot of benefits which i definitely see um well and there's other things we're probably not even talking about like what about
1: people in other countries um you know and that that gets complicated cuz you're like well i don't have a license over there well yeah. it might not matter in some of them <laughs> 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 you know <laughs> Uh, but like, you know, missionary families or, uh, humanitarian workers or, Mm. um, you know, there's a number of ways where people are, are disconnected and isolated. I mean, when I was a kid, uh, my father had this harebrained idea of hooking two way radios up to computers (laughs) and creating wireless internet in the middle of nowhere. And him and I went for, uh, I believe it was a few months to Africa. I was probably, I think I was 13. Whoa, and uh, I lived in Africa for a few so cool. months. And we traveled all over Africa, hooking up two-way radios to uh, computers. And, and functionally, the outcome was that the the family that we initially sorted this out with, the first family that we we, we troubleshooted it with, they went. I think they drove two days into from like to Tanzania to Kenya. Mm. <laughs> um, Switched to floppy drive and mm-hmm. and what happened was that on the floppy drive was like or was like uh, emails that they're sending and then it was given back to them with the emails they received and then they would drive two days put it in their computer and then check their emails so i mean so you'd add like even if they did that like every two months you wouldn't be able to get like a send and return email for at least four months and you're talking about you know several days worth of driving and traveling just to do one email exchange and it was like you know, by the time we left, they were just surfing the web, you know, yeah. oh <laughs> and it's it's goodness. like, it's like, okay, well, that's exciting because that's a revolution of technology that, that adds an entire new dimension to their world that they didn't have. Mm-hmm. And we didn't just do that with one family, we did it to a lot all over in different countries. But this is something that's like so that. Cool. This is literally something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. like, we're not just getting emails, like, do we have people who can get therapy now? Mm-hmm. Who Which, are isolated in, in the United States or, or just even anywhere potentially. And when you're right. talking
0: about like these super rural areas mm-hmm. where maybe I'm like a hundred miles from like the nearest person, much less right. therapist, or maybe say people who have are differently able than they're not able to, yeah. to get out of the house very often. Oh, um, yeah. They didn't even yeah. think about that.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I, I guess.
0: Yeah, so like
2: agoraphobic. Right. Well, that's, that's well, one
1: too, but also well, what if they're disabled or and, oh, and, and, right. you know, the amount of the amount of resources well, it takes to get them just to your office. surgery. Or yeah. We were talking before, okay. you know, people mm-hmm. that have
2: just, um, yeah. you know, they can't drive yet because due to surgery, say, or say the therapist had surgery and mm-hmm. they can't be driving. Oh, that could be yet. good. You know, there's, there's a lot of things yeah. implement weather.
0: But but with something like was something like uh, like agoraphobia, or I'm think um, I'm wondering, is it long term? You know, short-term, easy accessibility, that's great. But long-term, are they overcoming that by not having to face the yeah. public, or uh-huh. are they being enabled in that? Well, and that, that's where that
1: dialectics kind of comes in, yeah. where it's like, and this is maybe me thinking, because I used to work in DBT, it's like, mm-hmm. well, what can they do? And if the answer is not come into your office... <laughs> then, right, then this is better <laughs> than that, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's just, that. Then we have a problem, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think the other thing that, that I'm wanting to articulate is, uh, especially in, in a more urban context where um, um, it's, it's not so remote, Ex, you know, accessibility, availability isn't really the option. It's more me saying it's more comfortable or more convenient for me to be in, in my home. And like I... Like I've gotten so used to having like online community, I've forgotten how to interact with people mm. uh, live face to face. In really a way, valid point. Yeah,
2: you want to make sure, right, that you can relate.
0: Yeah, person yeah.
2: to person. Yeah, that there is something to be said for that. Yeah. Um, right. And well, is it's... this just keeping them from that enabling their that enabling piece again, mm-hmm. or is this just something that's helping them support them to move forward? Right. Right. Do yeah.
1: It, it is i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna play the the four, okay. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying four. i
2: know i feel so, like i'm bounced around we're both we're
1: both processing we're, think, we're thinking we're thinking out loud Me, i mean like it. i'm yeah. actually thinking you know, everyone's, everyone is you know observing my thoughts here as i as i'm trying to figure this out um i think with a lot of my clients i ask what's the least objectionable thing you could do to improve your life today mm-hmm. and it's like like so what if 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 the least objectionable thing that they can do that makes a significant improvement is do an online session. Yeah. Like, like it's possible that maybe some of them would have gone to therapy if that weren't there. Is that a huge hangup because it was less objectionable? Um, is it enabling? Right. It's like, is it helping? I, is it? I, hurting? I, is is it, it yeah. I, I think, I think I'm on the side of no, uh, <laughs> um and I think that um even if I wa even if even if you could make a good argument that it that it is enabling or codependent, it it, it wouldn't necessarily be thought of that way for those um who, the spectrum that wouldn't be able to come in. So it's just a stepping stone. It's like it's like you have to make you've got this stepping stone so that you can make it to the next one. Well, if if we didn't have that middle stone, then yeah. then the jump is too far and they wouldn't jump. They wouldn't go. And so for people who won't go to your office or can't is probably a fair term. Um, but can do telehealth Mm -hmm. that barrier in their mind may be as is as significant as distance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like meaning like there's there's like you know maybe people who you know are across the street from your actual clinic Mm -hmm. but the barriers they face in their mind are as steep as 200 miles you know what i mean maybe and again maybe that is codependent but doesn't it get down to a functional like would they go mm-hmm. or would they not? Yeah. <laughs> you know? so, so, the,
0: point. so the harm reductionist in me really loves what you're talking okay. about and how <laughs> you articulated that. And yes. Yeah.
1: And maybe it can function as a rotating door for those who need to do talk therapy. Maybe, uh, and again, you're saying, well, maybe there's a spectrum of people who should go to talk therapy mm-hmm. but only do telehealth, and that holds them back. Maybe there's a spectrum of people who do telehealth and then eventually start coming into your office, and maybe yeah. that can be a treatment goal.
2: Right, right. And it could be something, too, as a therapist, you know, we could be watching for that. Yeah. If, if it seems like it's not hurting, I mean, that it's not helping the client, it is, in fact, hurting them in their growth on that spectrum there, right. then maybe it would be time, you know, to refer out. Um, or so. or
1: maybe, I mean, I, I don't know, based on your particular philosophy, but maybe you would tell them that, you know, could this be a therapeutic goal? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's true, too. Yeah.
2: You could do that on their own. They could do that on, on their, their own time. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um, you know here's your exercise for the week go right. engage with you know humans in some group and then let's talk and process or, or if that.
1: they're if they're say down the street from you yeah. but they're doing telehealth yeah. would you have them come see you yeah, yeah i'm you just thinking you know do that. you could mm-hmm. you could do that like before, yeah you know. so there's
2: for sure um a wide range of where it could be helping or maybe not helping
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i don't know yeah during an ice storm very helpful.
2: Well,
1: <laughs> <definitely> <laughs> wait. Yeah. So, so, actually, that's a good point. What about when? What about when we would lose clients because of lots of? I mean, I've had buildings issues like crazy. Like I've I lost guess. over one hundred and fifty people. One hundred and fifty. No, I, I, oh, I, like I remember that. Like if I had that. online services, I could have. I could have salvaged. Gosh, well, that's really true. <laughs> like whoa, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. yeah uh,
2: have it, and a lot of people do have that sort of as a backup. Yeah. Some people choose to have that (laughs) as...
1: My room flooded last week. Oh, Oh, no. Sorry. I'm just thinking all of a sudden, wow, this is a big deal.
2: (laughs) Oh, no. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So it's, you know, a lot of people like to have it as something as a backup. A lot of people like to have it as something as this is a full on, um, you know, method that I'm using. Yeah. And so there's a lot of different ways that it can be incorporated payment too i realized we weren't talking oh about the payment. yeah
1: let's talk about money yeah I, I don't know what kind of questions to ask well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The,
2: um, i'm using the ivy pay which is oh a HIPAA cool compliant mm-hmm. um secure you know it's just really easy that's just done online
1: i haven't found any other hipaa compliant merchant services
0: Yeah, i haven't
2: either yeah merchant yeah. services i'm not too yeah. sure you know paypal
0: of- is not hipaa compliant it is not it is not okay oh elon <laughs> Just get
1: driving. on a mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. He, yeah, that's what he owns it. So, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. so um okay.
2: so you want to just, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, so does insurance cover it?
2: You know, insurance, I'm not too sure. I'm private pay, so I actually don't know about insurance. Um typically a lot of insurances do not at this point. Really?
1: Okay. So I I happen to road. be working with some other telehealth companies for it's a long story um but i think that companies like medicaid are moving towards oh, really pushing telehealth yeah i really think, pushing I it i think very soon um,
2: that they're going to be questioning yeah. changing some things maybe some yeah. do I'm, I'm a
1: little surprised to hear you say that i, I, I wouldn't be shocked if like a sure third a or half don't. of them were struggling with it but um but i'm su- i would, I'm, I'm surprised to hear that a lot don't yeah, um at this point because uh yeah that that's that that I is that's did. surprising
2: because more people could be helped by it. Yeah, I think that will change in the future.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Um,
0: it's probably yeah, because like you said, it, it's really new. People are new. wondering: is it safe and is it effective and yeah. all this. Which sounds like, Correct. I mean, your experience is yes, it is, or Correct. yes, it can be. Yeah. But they well, just these want services to the are. I mean, I mean, these
1: services are popping up all over the place for your doctor.
2: Well, there is that, you yeah. know, um, as as medicine yeah. is, is having that um, change. Why wouldn't that shift. revolution shift to mental right. health? And yeah. when you think of the VA, you know, it's been over 10 years <laughs> yeah. that, you know, f- using online mm-hmm. counseling for vets, PTSD, yep. you know, it's been so effective right. with this community that then that's where telehealth and online counseling just really started to take off it's like well we could be doing this for you know other diagnoses for other issues for other people and so that's um it's it's actually been going on for a while now
0: okay
1: Mm -hmm.
0: well so then we should probably uh wrap this one up in a little bit but and in closing so if you're speaking to uh, which online digitally you are now speaking to the uh, counseling student or the the, the counselor or social worker who is thinking about this mm-hmm. uh, two part question what are or what's what's something you love about it or what's the reason why you think uh, so a counselor should consider uh, telehealth counseling and uh, part two what's a first step they can take in learning about it studying it and getting some information.
2: I think that it's definitely worth considering as a student, you know, it's just really nice to be able to have some of your own time back, you know, from as a therapist, you can kind of have some time to exercise, do your own thing, you know, sleep in heaven forbid, you know,
0: (laughs) what's that? What is
2: that? (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So you get some of your time back. Yeah. It saves money. You know, you don't have to pay rent. Um, oh, you know, there's that didn't piece. Didn't even think about
1: that. Yeah, oh, that was not nice. even think about that. There's
2: that, that piece. Um, you can save money. Oh, rent? I
1: know, what? right? So I'm like, I'm like thinking, maybe I'm in the wrong industry. <laughs> 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 I had like a break today and I was like, I should go home. Maybe I could go we could go home. If I went home and came back, how much time would I have left? Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So as a therapist, you get some of your life back. Huh. Um, you know, financially and time-wise and and just in doing things to help you be balanced so to speak all the things we're trying to be helping our clients do you can be implementing um and a good first step i would suggest you know maybe taking a class you know some of these there's a lot of classes out there and where the specifically
0: Zoom should they look for classes is there um, uh, something you can reference probably something online
1: well, yeah, the zoo uh, yeah, institute. Weird. <laughs> the way, I would the, recommend the zoo.
2: The Zohar Zohar institute. Z, the, institute um, the online therapist face group, Facebook group. Okay. Um, you know, for some support. Excellent. And classes. And
1: excellent. Yes. Now, if somebody wanted to find you for referrals, and and you may have more to benefit than maybe anybody else has been on our podcast because you're. <laughs> kind of distance is not a variable oh, oh, gotcha. <laughs> so if someone wanted to uh, refer to you okay uh, or see you where would they find you
2: they can find me at rccounseling.net okay that's my website hmm. and um they can email me at robin at rccounseling.net or call 360-949-8933
0: excellent cool last favor so we've, you've talked a lot about a lot of different um online forums and uh turned out a lot of names like eye counseling and like a whole bunch of things
2: the eye therapy the eye made. therapy that one yeah, yeah. That was it.
0: um could i get a list of all those from you and we can put those in the in the liner notes <laughs> yes and, uh, oh yeah 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 so okay. we'll, put the, we'll put them in the post for yeah for sure. yeah okay, okay. That's perfect yeah cool all right
1: wonderful well i'm sure we'll
0: have you back all Absolutely. Right. I would love to come back. Yes. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you very much for being time. here. Thanks, uh, Josh. Thanks, listener, for following us and look us up online. Also, please rate and review the podcast. Nobody's done that yet. <laughs> I don't know how that's
1: possible. <laughs> We've had like a couple thousand
0: views. And uh, no, no one's rated or no commented. Been enough. <laughs> yeah. you know, love us or hate us, but please notice us. They're all anyway, shy. All right. Well, yes. thank you very much. We'll be back with more Smart Council. We love your feedback, so let's keep the conversation going. Follow Smart Council on Facebook at at Smart Council Podcast on Twitter at smartcouncil601 and you can email your questions to smartcouncilpodcast at gmail.com Our theme music is by Nate Botsford Our logo design is by Thomas Moore